And welcome to the Confound Millennials, starring Stephen Sturvin Michaels. And today, we do not have Ryan Diamonds, but we have a very special guest, returning guest from some season like two years ago. I think it was season two. Um, Justine of Mentally a Badass. Hi, thanks for having me back. I'm so excited. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I love having other podcasters on. I love having just, I love talking to people and I love uh, getting to catch up after a couple of years, you know, see how things are going. We just uh, recorded an episode of Mentally a Badass where I guessed it on your show and I felt like it was really fun. So, uh, but it was mainly my side of the story and I'm excited to see how far you've come in the past two years. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like last time we spoke, I was in a completely different part of my life. I believe um, the last conversation that we had, I was working a job that I hated and it caused a lot of like emotional stress. I think we even talked about my childhood, maybe like the bullying, everything like that. But um, but yeah, I feel like two years ago versus now, like I was working nine to five. Now I'm a business owner and I travel a lot more. So I'm in a completely different um, time in my life, different headspace. Um, mental health is not perfect, but um, I'm more than happy to like, you know, just chat about like the different type of stressors. Um, it's definitely less than what I went through when I used to work um, a nine to five. So I can, I'm definitely happy to bring like a new like perspective and outlook on when it comes to like work and mental health. That's awesome. So how did you, We'll just get right into it. How did you go from miserable job to business owner? Yeah, so I, this was, let's see, when did I quit my, I quit my job February 2021. So what I knew I wanted to do when it came to a career was do something full-time in social media. So I was um, trying to apply for jobs um, that did social media, like in the company that I was working in. But it wasn't really going anywhere. Um, so at the time, the company I was working for had a thing called the Aspire program. So they will pay 100% for your school. I think when we were talking last, I think I was in school. Um, so for about a year, I was learning at University of Florida, um, learning the social media part of it of like managing like businesses versus like managing my own personal brand, which is a completely different world. So I got that graduate certificate. So it was a year. And tell us, okay, I have that on my resume. Let's see if I can try to get some jobs. Still wasn't working out. I almost got one job, which was actually was going to be at like a podcast agency, but then it did not work out. Um, I was very upset about it because I had like three interviews and I was pretty sure I was going to get it considering I had missed so much of time to be interviewing with multiple different people of this company. But then like the last minute they like weren't, they like, ghosted me. So I like emailed them and they said, Oh, we're going a different direction. So that really destroyed me. And I was like, I, I literally was like wondering, like, why is my life like falling apart? And I feel like I was at a dead end. So I, um, I created a gig on Fiverr, which is a freelance website um, for social media management. And I honestly think, didn't think it was going to go anywhere. I didn't really have any hope. I was just like, sure, why not? I'll just put it out there. Maybe I'll get maybe like one or two people or whatever. One morning I woke up and my inbox was overflowing. Like I, I blew up on Fiverr out of, out of nowhere. I was like, what the heck? 
And again, it made me super anxious because at the time I was working like 50 hours a week at my full-time job. And I was also doing another side hustle. So I had a lot on my plate and I didn't know if I could handle more, but I'm like, you know what, Justine, I'm like, this can change your life. So just go for it. So I did. Um, at the time I was charging pretty cheap um, to be competitive on Fiverr to really build like reviews and portfolio and such. So it wasn't really a lot of money, um, but it was getting me the experience that I needed and confidence as well. And so I was very lucky that at the time where I was going through all of this, my parents decided to move to Florida. So they were living in Jersey. They moved to Florida two hours from Orlando. But I, as you did, um, I was talking to another episode when you needed help, you took it. So in my scenario, um, I, I asked my parents if I can move in with them so I can, you know, be relieved from like the big bills of like rent and, you know, electric and all that kind of stuff. So I can start my business because at the time of social media, um, I was just making like 700, 700, 800 a month, which is not a lot of money, um, to live, but I knew I can, I can grow it, which I did until today I can, I make a full-time income. I'm making a lot more money than that now. Um, so I moved in. So I had to pretty much go through a, like, I had to pretty much fight with myself and I'm, I'm very stubborn for going, living back with my parents because I felt a huge accomplishment when I left my parents' house and moved to Florida by myself. And then I felt like if I was going back, I felt like I was failing, which that was just myself talking, you know, beating myself up over that. And that was something I had to just kind of like be like, Justine, don't be stupid. Like it's either move back with your parents, work in something that you actually like to do or work a job that you hate just to pay the bills. So I made the decision. I, I took my parents offer and I moved in with them. So that relieved those bills um, from me. And I was able to focus on growing the business. I still had bills, but they weren't like big bills. They're like car payments, not like rent. <laughs> so I was able to afford that, like no problem. So um, with that $700 that I had a month, but uh so I moved in and then that's where I had more time to really build my business, to get more clients, get more confidence, charge more money. Um, and then I was able to, I actually still have some clients that I've had for a year, which is nice. So I, I was able to build um, like a more reliable like business because I was going through a lot of like, oh my goodness, if they drop me, I'm going to lose all income. Like I was going through all of that, of course. So that was a lot of mental breakdowns. It's it's definitely not easy um, to build a business when you do struggle with mental health, mental health, not mental health. You know what I mean? Mental health. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I have a, like a lot of support and everything from like, you know, my boyfriend, my parents and just the emotional support. Um, I was able to get through all of those obstacles, but um, I mean, I feel like I'm kind of answering a lot of probably a lot of future questions, but that's pretty much like the story of how I got where I am. And right now I am making way more than $700 a month. I've like quadrupled that and whatever. Um, I make enough to live on my own now, but I, um, I'm saving for a house. So I'm not moving. I don't want to move to an apartment yet. Um, I don't want to move to an apartment just because I want to invest in property. So me and my boyfriend are saving for a house and then we're going to, then we're going to move back um, to the Orlando area. Um, and also I've learned that apparently mortgage people don't see my income as valid for until I'm in business for two years. Really? I learned that. I learned, yeah, I was like so sad because I was supposed to get a house this year, like 
we have me and my boyfriend have a lot of decent amount of money saved up for a down payment to get started. Um, but they're like, no, you can't use your income until you have two years of 1099 showing that you, you know, I guess because it's considered like a risk as a as like a startup, which I understand. Yeah. But I was like, man. So I was like, hey, dad, can I stay one more year with you? <laughs> He's like, yeah, sure. So uh, it was either that or go to an apartment. I just, the way I think of money, I just want my money to work for me down the road, not like to be putting it towards a apartments because if i have if i can live with my parents i'm gonna take it but um i feel like i wasn't really living with them because i was traveling so much this year so um like i just got back from a month trip in washington but um but yeah i'm kind of going on a tangent sorry <laughs> you know i uh wanted to go back uh, just to say it's funny that you um got your start on fiverr i was literally talking about uh fiverr this morning with my partner um they were talking about how uh like we were just talking about maybe starting doing some art on there and i was telling them about how bad of a time i had trying to do voice acting on there oh really yeah, yeah. it was uh i did it for about two months and then i was like no this is no yeah was it because you weren't getting people or was it like, what exactly was the reason? It was what I, it was the, it was just, you know, when you start out, you have to do a lower price to get the mm -hmm. better reviews and work your way up. And I just, um, didn't like the jobs I was getting, didn't like the people that I was having to deal with. I was, uh, getting a lot of like scams. Like oh yeah, that's a big problem on Fiverr. Me, but I was being the voice of a scam. Oh, that's not good. And so like I needed the money, so I still did it, but I did it in the most like they sent it to me in the most awful broken English and I delivered it exactly in that broken English so people would know like don't trust this thing. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. That's, I thought you were going to tell me that because, well, the, I don't like the one thing I don't like about Fiverr is that like they'll take 20% of your profit, which I don't, yeah, I hate that. So I, uh, all my clients that have been with me long term, we do one month on Fiverr and then like they come with, they sign up with my business because I'm like, they're not taking 20% every single month. And then you have to pay like taxes on that too. And it's just, it's insane. But, I'm sorry they had a bad experience. I can, I do get a lot of scams too, but I just don't work with those people. Um, like a lot of, a lot lately we've been getting, I've been getting a lot of people pitching me, pitching me a product on like my, message me and pitch me a product, which is kind of like annoying because I'm here to make money, not pay you guys. Like if people are, are messaging me, I'm hoping it's a, opportunity for me to work with them and then they pay me you know what i mean right. um it's kind of bizarre some people literally are trying to strategize i think thinking that going into someone's messenger and promoting and promoting their product is a good strategy i'm like that's a horrible strategy so like um how do you how do you manage um managing this business while 
dealing with mental health issues? Yeah, so I learned a lot. So I basically what I do is one, I have to set boundaries with clients. So on Sundays, I don't touch my I have a work phone, I have two phones, I have my personal and my work phone. And the reason of that is because I don't want to be my clients messaging me on my personal, I want to separate my business conversations and my personal conversations. Um, so that was one thing I had to do. So and then I say don't well, they can text me if they want on Sundays, but I'm not going to answer them pretty much. Um, also, I use this program called Asana, which is free. And it's pretty much just helps you like organize your task. So that helps me a lot. So I plan on my weeks in advance. So when I wake up on a Monday, I know exactly what I'm doing today, today and the rest of the week. So implementing, you know, pr- like those types of practices helps lower my stress. Um, because in the beginning, I didn't really know how to organize like organize everything like i'll have all these clients i think i need to i I didn't like to be doing things like last minute so i really had to like sit down and really see like what can i like what can i do to organize my my whole business so i just have have a sauna i use honeybook for invoicing and contracts um i just set rules for myself i mean i'm that's pretty much what you got to do you got like you got to set rules for yourself. Um, and then thankfully, if I do have like a mental health bad, like a bad mental health day, um, I, I don't do things last minute in my business. So if I am having a bad day, I, I have that space to have that bad day. Um, not like, oh my God, crap, when you get a bed and you get this post up or something like that. Like I don't run my business like that. I feel like that's a horrible way to run a business because you're going to just be stressing yourself out. Um, I'm also give myself make sure i give myself the proper breaks um i make sure i break in between um my work day i may go to the gym do things like that um because sitting on a computer like all day it's like horrible and it stresses you out um i also have an assistant so if i'm in a position where i'm like extremely stressed out or i'm having a bad day or this and that then i delegate tasks to her and then she'll do it for me so um Right now, I definitely am in a better position than when I was when I first started my business. But um, I my goal this year is to be able to hire my assistant up full time. Like right now, we're working on a way where it's like when I have tasks, then I pay her based like that. But I don't give her like it hourly or this. It's like, okay, this task is worth this much. And I'm like, hey, can you do this for me? And I'll pay you X amount. And she'd be like, yeah, sure. Um, fun fact, she's actually... Um, works with me on mentally a badass too not the podcast but the but the instagram so we go we decided so originally when i started the brand mentally a badass it was just me um but then and she's actually was a good is a good friend of mine and she helped me with the idea of the name of the podcast so she does help me with stuff with the brand and i said to her i'm like why don't you just like why don't we just go 50 50 on this so we're gonna do that and i feel like it was the best decision because now our Instagram is growing. So if you looked at my Instagram recently, the way we split it up is that she does the carousel post and I do the videos and I do the podcast. And then um, she does, well, this, we split on another part of the brand, but I'm not going to talk about that yet. Just because actually, do you know when this episode's going up? Wednesday. Okay. So I'm not going to talk about it. 
Okay, because uh, there's other things coming down the road, but it's not going to launch until like end of February, so I don't want to like bring it up yet. Um, but we can talk later about it if you want. So um, yeah, so we so we basically go 50-50 on that. So it's just, I also used to be very stubborn with asking help with work stuff. I used to be doing everything on my own, like, you know, when I was on YouTube, doing things like that, and it backfired. So I feel like I really have come a long way on just learning to delegate tasks to others. So um, I kind of hope that answered your question. <laughs> it does, yes. It uh, definitely does, because I just know it's, like, so hard to uh, be your own boss when you have, like, different mental health uh issues for me it i have to have a i don't know what you just said was kind of inspirational because it just reminds me i need to put a lot of like safeguards in to keep myself on track and i need to start uh different scheduling apps and stuff like that also google calendar is amazing so i don't forget things because if I don't put thing on my calendar, it's like not gonna happen. Seriously, it won't. Like if I didn't put our interview, I'll be like, you'd be like, just you worry, I'd be like, what? We're supposed to have an interview today? Like I depend on these apps because my because of my brain. And I I mean, I feel like a lot of people can relate to this despite if they have mental health issues or not. There's a lot that goes on in this, there's a lot that's going on that we have to remember our brain cannot retain all that information. I mean, I'm sure it's made some people have good memories, but at least with also with a bipolar mind and ADHD, like I need to have this kind of absence support. Otherwise, my life would literally just fall apart completely. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, I completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I hate that. It's uh it's been a minute since I've done the podcast. Uh really, you know, last year it was kind of a hit and miss. I was in survival mode with my mental health, just trying to uh keep going and stay alive and be happy at the same time and I was able to do a few episodes but not many. And now I'm kind of getting back in the groove. Um, have you been consistent with your podcast since the beginning? Good question. And the answer is no. <laughs> so I actually pretty much went on a whole break as well. Um, my before season three started back up, which was like two weeks ago, I haven't had a new episode in like a year. Um, because that's when I was going through my whole transition. I was um, quitting my job, starting this business. I had to put all my focus on my social media business because I need to be making a living. Um, and so I just had to prioritize and that's just how it had to be. So I was recording episodes in like February and March. Yeah, it was February, March, early April. I was recording episodes of uh, in 2022. And the February episode went up literally like two weeks ago. Oh, wow. So yeah, and um, I felt really bad because I told the guests, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I know it's taking forever. Like I kept saying, okay, I'm going to put it up here. I'm going to put it up there. Um, but it just wasn't happening. Also, I was going through a really huge lack of motivation for, for my podcast. I was editing the episodes, let's say July 
Um, but it's still like, I just wasn't getting, I also didn't want to start putting the episodes back up until I edit all the, all the episodes that I previously recorded because I want to be able to put out consistent weekly content. And I felt like if I were to be like two months ahead, that would make me feel better. <laughs> Cause I like to be ahead of the game. That's like a big thing with me is that I can't work like if I'm under pressure like that. I feel like that's what call that's what flares my symptoms if I'm under a lot of pressure. So I need things to be done in advance or I'm just gonna or it's just not gonna work. Um but yeah, no, I felt super bad and I was like really neglecting the mentally a badass brand. Um but then once I was able and also I was traveling a lot too. Um I also just got a new relationship as well. So I was focusing on that. And um, he lives in Washington. Um, so I was doing a lot of traveling back and forth. So I wasn't really like really stable in one location a lot in 2022. So that made it really hard for me to really focus when I'm like moving all over the place. Um, I had like a lot of family stuff going on and just, it was just so much. 2022 was a really big year of growth for me though. But now I just feel like I'm not as much of an amateur of being like an owner of a business. I mean, I, I mean, the owner of the business part, I'm still kind of an amateur, but like the confidence of running people's socials, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm really much of an amateur. I feel like I really got more set and more, I have a better system now than I used to because I spent a lot of that time figuring out what that system is going to be to be able to run a profitable business and not like losing clients and so I had to figure all that stuff out and I couldn't do that and my podcast at the same time it's I really don't recommend people trying to grow two things at the same time I recommend focusing on one thing first getting that going getting that smooth where you feel confident in that business and you don't feel anxiety towards it and then once you have that there and you're good and you feel like you really nailed it then focus on building something, building up another part of another business, which is my podcast and just overall the brand. Um, so that's, that's what, that's really what, what happened. But now I'm also, I just feel like I'm more motivated too. Um, so I think I went through a whole like moment where I'm just, I didn't want to edit. I had like no interest of editing and I'm like, I feel like I was just like, had to push myself to get it out. And I just wasn't really, it wasn't, I wasn't excited about it. You know what I mean? Um, so that was, that was also a big thing, which is getting my motivation back, which really like, isn't that good because if you want to be successful in like, in something that is going to do good for the world, like the mental health podcast, I kind of have to push out of the hole if I'm motivated or not, like I still have to do it. You know what I mean? Like what I've learned is that you just have to push yourself and it's kind of like contradicting advice because we don't want to like put yourself in like a mental breakdown, but also it's like you in a way have to put, have to like really push yourself to, to, if you really want something to grow, because when you fall off something, then it's like you lose your audience. Well, not completely, but like I noticed that, I mean, honestly, what made me happy though is that even though I wasn't posting episodes, my podcast was still was still getting listened to every single day. So oh. that made me feel really happy. So, um, but I definitely did not want to say goodbye to the podcast. I think people thought I was going to I, I wasn't doing it anymore because I haven't posted in like almost a year. 
But no, I'm back. And I honestly feel like I'm back and better because I found out a way to even like, actually, let me backtrack here. You know what? I think what really put me more on, on being motivated was when my reels on my Mentally About Us Instagram account kept blowing up. They kept blowing up. And I would get like 30,000 views and 20,000 views here and there. Like it was like blow up randomly. Um, so I was thinking like, okay, there's definitely like a market there and there's definitely people there that, that can benefit from listening to the podcast. So I was getting followers from that and I was getting eyes on my, on my Instagram. Like at one point I had a hundred thousand accounts. I reached a hundred thousand accounts in one month. So that's a, like, so that shows that Instagram is like really putting my content in front of the right, the right eyes, which thank you, Instagram. Um, so I think that's another thing that motivated me is that I kept seeing like a, a response. So I'm like, okay, like I'm getting an audience here. So I got to get back on this podcast. <laughs> so I think that's probably what it was. But I, I'm also just like a believer that everything happens for a reason. I'm also a big person on manifesting and the universe and all that fun stuff. And I believe in angel numbers and all. So when I saw I got that I think the universe was like saying get back on your podcast like get back doing the mental health stuff you're ready like go for it you know what I mean yes it's uh I feel like I'm having my own uh little personal self-help seminar here it's uh inspiring to hear you talk about this kind of stuff because I feel like in a way I'm kind of in the same boat of uh you know, new drive and motivation toward the podcast this year. Yeah, I think really just watch out for like the signs of the universe. You know what I mean? Um, and like our conversation that we're having could be like one of your signs. Do you ever see angel numbers, by the way? I was going to ask. I don't know what that means. That's okay. Um, angel numbers is basically like consistent numbers, like one one one, two two two, three three three, four four four. Like, do you ever see? Like, do you ever like randomly see like anywhere? Um, it can be the time. It can be like the microwave. It can be your follow follower count, the amount of likes. Like, just seeing those numbers like anywhere. I don't think so. No. Not that I, I feel can like recall. after now, watch after now, you're going to start seeing them. All right. I'll keep an eye out for it now. Yeah. And then they all um, have like a message. It's basically they work as like a message from angels. Like, oh, they're helping you through your path. Like it's like, it's like signs from the universe. So for example, one, one, one means you're on the right path. Um, two, two, two is, hold on, let me actually just, I don't, I can, I know one, one is, um, oh, I mean, I'm sure you know what, a, you know what 11, 11 is a uh, good time to make a wish. Yeah. That's like a wish but to the universe. Only the night one, right? Um, I think it's both. Okay. I had always heard like as a teenager, like don't make a wish during the daytime on 11, 11. I mean, it could be right. I don't know. I could I just know. be, you know, my little corner of the town, you know. Maybe. Um, 222 means trusting yourself and finding ways to work out your current situation. Um, so they have like a bunch of different meanings to it, which is like really cool. 
Um, let's see. So let me share. I'll share here. 333. I've seen 333 a lot lately. Encourages you to set plans into action and let your personal strength be the guide. Trust yourself and put thought into your choices. Um, and I'm sure you I'm sure you know 666. Yeah. Um, a little bit ago, I went to a gas station and that was my uh, total. And the uh, guy at the register was like, you know what? Your Mountain Dew's free. I, I'm not, I'm taking that off. That's hilarious. Six, six, like he six, refused think... to accept the oh, really? 666 as the payment. <laughs> That's actually really funny. So um, people think of 666 as the devil's number. So 666 in angel numbers means that it means kind of like wake up that you may be heading down the wrong path. That's what it, that's what it means. So I guess um, it is kind of negative, but it's not like you're going to like fall off a bridge and die or something like that. Like, is it, you know what I mean? Right. It's nothing like that, like severe <laughs> and critical. Um, but let me see when I, when I uh, type it in angel number. Yeah. It just means you're on the wrong path. Refocus your attention somewhere else. That's what it means. Um, so you had a Mountain Dew. I mean, Mountain Dew is actually really horrible for you. So yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe you're supposed to get like a, like a water or something like that. They're horrible for my body, but they're so good for my soul. Uh, you know, Mountain Dew actually has like an ingredient in it that like can actually put like that's in like gasoline. Really? Yeah. Well, it doesn't really like, surprise me. You know? <laughs> I used to have a real big addiction to the bang energy drinks. So I have mm. no idea what in the world is in those. There's actually an app. It's called Yuka, Y-U-K-A. And um, you can scan the barcode and it'll tell you what's in it. And it would tell you, it, it'll be in red if it's like horrible for you. Like, really? Yeah, I love what's it. What's it called again, I, that app? Yuka, Y-U-K-A. Okay. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. I'm like at the grocery store scanning all the labels and realizing like, oh my gosh, literally half the shit is going to like put me in a grave. And it tells you like exactly like what it can, like how it can harm your body, like what it can cause, like what it's linked to and things like that. Crazy what apps can do these days. A coworker of mine was wondering what kind of flower was at work the other day. So he pulled out his phone, took a picture of it. It told him what kind of flower it was, the fact that it was unhealthy, and how to get it healthy again. That's so cool. Yeah. I was I mean, able to I, understand that like it was the flowers were drooping and that it needed more water. It was crazy. And also AI technology is getting more advanced these days. It's terrifying. It is, but it helps in some ways. When it comes uh, to more efficient working. I don't know working. how I feel about the AI art going on. Oh, yeah. I actually have that as like my profile pitch. <laughs> really? Yeah. If you go to my Instagram, you'll see it. Um, All right. Yeah. Well, no, I... I'm sorry. Uh, what were you going to say? Um, I was, no, yeah, I was going to say anything. I think oh, I just okay. kind of like, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to ask if there's um, anything else that's been going on in your life lately uh, that you'd 
want to talk about or any other uh, mental health uh, subjects you'd like to touch upon? Yeah, let me think. Um, trying to think of, like what kid, I mean, I feel like I'm always going through something, <laughs> honestly, um, but I feel that I get better at it. I, I mean, I, I can recommend like, I mean, you like, you know what you said today, you said, oh, this feels like a self-help conversation that I'm having right now. And I think it's coming from, I do a lot of self-helps. Well, I don't do a lot of self-helps, but I read a lot of those books. So, I mean, I can like recommend certain books. So right now I'm actually reading, um, oh goodness. Oh, what is it called? Uh, I think it's like managing your emotions or something like that. It's really good. Um, also the slide edge really good and helps with like pretty much like how it basically the actual message of the book is saying like how like little things you do each day creates a huge outcome of like success um so i read the book like three times that's how good it is it's called the slight edge highly recommend it um also i just like i follow a lot of people on instagram that does like self-help stuff stuff i surround my people with those kind of people um i'm kind of like trying to think of anything that's besides i mean there's been a lot of changes in my life um and usually change people are scared to change but i actually embrace it and i feel that without change you're just gonna people are just gonna be depressed because i mean People have a lot of anxiety when they are so focused on the future and then people have a lot of depression when they focus on the past. I don't know if you like heard that saying before, yeah. but it's so true. So if you're having anxiety, you're probably freaking out about something in the future. I mean, we all have it. Even if someone has mental illness or not, like we all have it. So it's just, I think it's just something valuable to learn is to, I've really had to learn how to like focus on the present, which is really hard for someone who has a business because we have to plan out the future. <laughs> so um that's really difficult also um as i mentioned in the first episode i think we've had together was a lot of like the bullying that i had so i had uh, i had to carry this feelings of like worthlessness um with me and with starting my business it kind of triggered it a little bit because if i had a client that dropped me i would take it as a personal attack to myself and then I would like cry and have like a mental breakdown and go through it, um, if you know what I mean. I actually went through it recently, but I had to like, honestly, when my boyfriend like heard the story and like even read the conversation I had with that client, he literally was just like, it's not you, like he just can't afford you. If, but that's a whole nother, I don't wanna talk about him on here just because of, you know, out of yeah. respect, but um, that I did kind of was triggered actually i think that was the reason I, I rescheduled it was the night before yeah i think i just felt like in the morning i felt like i was like exhausted from all of that so i think that yeah that's the reason i rescheduled because he like triggered me um it was stupid People don't understand that anxiety will take it out of you like you just uh did a marathon true yeah and also just like another thing too is that what I'm learning and teaching myself this year is that I have to separate my emotions from my business because if I don't, then I'm not going to be successful in business. I know that it's such a hard pill to swallow, but it's the truth. Um, so when people drop me for any reason, like they don't want to move forward with me to renew my services, 
I can't like always cry about it, you know, because they're not doing it to like hurt my feelings. They're doing it. It's a business decision. Business is business. And I still keep good relationships with all those people who like I, I've, I've had probably maybe like over 20, like 30 clients throughout the year. And I have right now like nine that are pretty like um, that are pretty consistent with me. And I don't have to worry about like chasing them for payments because I have some of them on, on, on like auto pay. Uh, but it's just how business is like not every client's going to work out. And they don't all drop me. Sometimes I drop them. I drop some of them because I just can't. Um, one of them actually pretty much kind of used me as a therapist too. And which I had to learn that I can't befriend my clients because then they're going to take advantage of me. So that's another thing in business. It's like this person um, probably felt like since we were being more buddy-buddy and like she'll, she knew I was like into the mental health stuff. So I think she did do a lot of like venting to me about certain personal things, which I'm fine with, but I, she would also, it would make us closer, but then she would think that she can ask them to do certain tasks that wasn't part of our deal. And then she would get like, it, it, it is, it was, that's what the problem was. I had to learn from that. I had to learn, like, I'm the kind of person where I'm very friendly. I'm very chill. But business is business. Um, and, and when you come to me and you're paying me, I have to put business first because that's just the world. That's how it is. And if I am a buddy-buddy with everybody, they're all going to take advantage. And that's just, unfortunately, there's people out there like that. I don't think this person's a bad person. I wouldn't think like that. And she's, she just has to work on her own demons. And it just wasn't – I just felt exhausted by it because her business with her, was it was her brand that we were – working on like if she didn't have like a business where you would show up to or order from like she was an influencer pretty much and I learned that I can't work with influencers in that way because it's so personal to them and a lot of her personal baggage was like on me during business meetings so instead of like having like an hour meeting like we're supposed to it would be like two hours because like half it would be about xyz and then whatever and then we can like relate to each other we'll chat but it's not good to have long meetings because if I really think she pays me on a monthly fee, it's not profitable. And it's just reality. Like I just, I, I can't, I thought so that was like when I was earlier on in my business. So um, it's just like, I think another thing too, when you're someone who's very empathetic and been through a lot and want to be there for others and, but then are also in business, it makes it kind of hard because a lot of times too, where, um, I need to set a certain, I need to, I need to charge a certain amount of, a certain amount of money to people to, for me to like have a, as a profitable business and for me to pay bills. But then part of me feels bad because I'm like, Oh, I wish I could just charge them a little and just help them. Cause I really want them to grow their business. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like kind of person it's like, I'm kind of mixing the kind of human being that I am wanting to help others. But then it's like, I have to kind of be a little cold because if I'm not, then I, how am I going to feed myself? You know what I mean? So I'm kind of in the business of helping others, but you, they need to pay me. And in order for me to have a life for myself, I need to <laughs> be paid. Um, and I, when I, and I also, when I had a meeting with my accountant for the first time, he was basically saying, I'm charging way too little. Like he was not lecturing me, but like pretty much gave me a wake up call. He was like, 
you got to re- realize that if you want your business to grow, like you can't be charging this, like you need to be charging more. And I'm like, it's so hard because people, a lot of people when they come um, to like wanting social media, they don't really have the proper budget for it. Um, but, but then there are people who, who do. So I, I don't know. But anyway, my point is that I need to stop running my business like a charity. <laughs> that was my problem is that I was doing that a lot. But now I've, I was able to realize my worth and what I can offer and the results that I can and not feel bad if I'm charging a lot of money because I know I can give the results. Um, the thing is with social media management is that it can take a couple of months to see like sustainable results, which a lot of people don't get. Uh, and that's where uh, that issue was with that one person. Even though I actually did give him results, fun fact, the analytics were all in green. Like his reach went up 300%. His engagement went up 90%. But apparently it wasn't like high enough. But I'm like, uh, I need more than one month to give you more like consistent <laughs> numbers. Because you know how social media is it's always up and down. That's just how it is. It's inevitable, you know. And just not just social media, but just business. Like success is not linear you're going to be having setbacks you're going to be moving forward back forward you have to keep up with that and you, and once you learn that that's how business is and it's not you that makes you feel a lot more confidence and feel better about yourself is that you know i also join a lot of groups that are also in the same position as me um social media agency owners and so it helps a lot so that moment where i felt like really down when that client dropped me i like messaged them and I like asked their opinion on it and they agreed with me. And they even say like, it could take like three months to really get everything more like in on smooth sailing and good partnership and this and that. But so it wasn't me, honestly, in reality, this guy just didn't want to like, just couldn't afford me for another month. That was it. Like I, I, because I, I, he even like said, he even kind of threw the whole, oh, I had this other person who, um, I paid half of what you charge, but I'm like, but they did less for you and you literally had no results from them, but okay. Yeah. So they, t- he threw the whole, oh, I paid this person less. I'm like, I don't care that you paid somebody less. I know my value. I know I'm good quality. Um, I get good quality services. This person did like, you, you left that person because you got no results. And what they were doing was like, in my opinion, when my like analyzing, was so like two years ago, like so like social media, like like what they were posting, it wouldn't convert well. Like right now, social media has changed. Like short form videos do better than graphics, for example. And that person, when she was just getting graphics, and the and it didn't match with the brand either. So it just wasn't good, in my opinion. It looked really low quality, and I like to provide high quality content. So obviously, you're gonna pay more money for a high quality service. That's just anywhere. And I like to provide like high standards to my clients. That's just how I am. And also like when I used to work for Disney, like Disney's high standards and I learned that from them. So I, I feel like I have a pretty good background. Um, and so that's why I charge what I charge. And I'm honestly not even like the most expensive social media person. Like I charge a lot less than the majority of the, of the people in the actual business. And I just got to find the people who get my worth, um, who understand it. Because social media marketing is what the future is. It's what more people, more companies are investing in versus like a commercial or a billboard and other types of marketing. Um, 
Have you ever watched Shark Tank? Uh, yes, a long time ago, but yes. Yeah, so I honestly feel like if I went on that on that show, I'd probably end up crying <laughs> because they're so. I mean, they call it Shark Tank for a reason. I mean, I've watched the recent episodes versus like the first season, and it's definitely a different a different setting. Like they're not as mean to them as they used to be. Maybe they got feedback from the viewers or whatever. Um, but they used to be literally like a freaking shark, like stealing, like taking your business, like taking 51% of your business and this and that. And like just saying things that I feel like wouldn't sit well in this day and age. Like that show started in 2009. And some of the stuff they were saying was like kind of cruel. And I feel like the audience wouldn't, especially with the new generation coming up, like Gen Z and whatever. They would not like that. They would be like, you're being a bitch for like no reason. You know, like there's other ways of expressing, you know, for you know how we are now with mental health. It was such a different world in 20 in 2009. So I noticed that they're definitely a lot more softer. I mean, they still like they still have like their negativity that they'll say to the entrepreneur, but it's not like as harsh. Like in season one, they'll be like, your idea is so horrible. Get out of here. Like, they'll say stuff like that. But, like, now it'd be like, so we appreciate you coming here, but we don't feel like it's going to really do well. Like, they're like, you know, like, like, it's such a difference. I was, like, literally watching this. I'm like, wow. They, I'm telling you, the producers probably were like, you need to come. I mean, unless they told them to be really mean, because I feel like in reality TV back in the day, what was selling was people screaming at each other, being assholes to each other. And I think probably we've changed so much in society that we don't want to, we don't want to support that kind of behavior. So maybe that changed it, but I'm like, man, I see a huge difference here. So such reality TV has really changed over the years. But I mean, I feel like I would still cry. <laughs> Even if they're like nice to me. <laughs> but um, long story short, my biggest goal for 2023 is uh, financially to be able to hire my uh, um, assistant full-time and um, emotionally, like, like detaching my emotions from my business because that's the hard part. It really is because like my business is like my baby. And then like when I feel like if, if it gets like a negative, if I, if I lose something in it or I'm on the backtrack, I take it out on myself versus like the business. But I have to realize that when people make decisions, it's based off of a business decision, not like a personal attack. You know what I mean? Right. So is there yeah. anything uh, you'd like to say to close this out? Anything you'd like to say to anyone um, that is possibly out there wanting to start their own business or podcast or brand, anything that they want to you know, start, yeah. do you have any kind of advice for that? I would just say, like, it's 100% possible. Like, no matter what your background is, all you need is a phone, a computer, even sometimes just the phone. I mean, it's definitely easier on a computer, but people are building businesses from the internet. Like, we live in such a different world now than before the pandemic. Um, there's a lot more, like, remote work is being more accepted. So really, if people haven't wanted to start a business, this is the best time because you don't need as much capital as you needed like back in the day when you had to start a business because 
back in the day when we when people started business they're like oh i can't do it i don't have the capital i need like hundreds of thousands of dollars yada 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 but with me for my social media business i already had a laptop i already had a phone i let's see if i spent anything maybe my canva account which is like ten dollars a month or whatever um i like literally my overhead is probably like no more than 300 a month but that's me now versus like in the beginning it was maybe like less than 100 a month so which is not a lot if you're making money like you really just need like one client to really just like pay that overhead so social media management um i definitely like recommend it i mean even if you don't have much experience you can teach yourself like there's so much free knowledge uh like on tiktok on youtube you can literally teach yourself so you really just need like the confidence to just get it going and to, you're really ever honestly you're your own worst enemy if you don't like start like it's really like no one's if no one's telling you to like not start it's really up to you if you want to get the ball rolling so take this here that it's 100% possible there are going to be bumps in the road but when that bump does happen just know it's completely normal awesome well thank you for coming on justine uh don't forget to check out we're going to have all the links in the description for justine's instas mentally badass the podcast uh anything else we need to list um really just meant the mentally badass instagram that's the main thing on the podcast that's where gotcha. they can find me and all the stuff for the brand well that uh yeah. We'll have that in the comment or in the description. Thank you for coming on. Uh, keep an eye out for Mentally Badass with me on it uh, coming out sometime in the future. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll let like, you know. Socials. <laughs> yeah, make sure to follow my Instagram so, you, so they know when it's going to be up. All right. Well, thank you. This has been the Confound Millennial, starring Stephen Sturvin Michaels and featuring Justine of Mentally a Badass.